Well, we are in the book of Psalms this summer. We're doing a series in the book of Psalms. And so, so far this summer, we've looked at Psalm 85. Last week, we're in Psalm 1. And today, we're going to go into Psalm 92. I told you last week that the Psalms help us feel. When we don't have the words to express what we might be feeling or how we might be, you know, what might be going on in our heads, and sometimes we don't feel like I don't, I don't have the words to pray, we can go to the Psalms because there are lots of words so eloquently written that can maybe articulate and can oftentimes articulate how you're feeling because the Psalms help us feel. So I'm challenging you over this summer. Boy, we seem to have given you lots of homework this summer. But it was all for a purpose to see us grow as disciples of Jesus. And I'm challenging you this summer to take time throughout the week and reread the psalm that we've spoken about on the Sunday previous. So, Psalm 92. Growing up happens, doesn't it? I remember bringing our littles home from the hospital in their little carrier, you know. And it wasn't long before they grew from that carrier into a high chair. Oh, I remember those days. And then they would sit up in that high chair and they would eat their, you know, squished up solidy food. But even that wasn't where they were to stay. They then went from there and uh, into a little table and chair set, you know, those little tiny ones. You would dare get on one of those chairs now, right? It seemed like such freedom when they would pull up a little chair at their little table and they would sit there on their own and they would color, eat a snack, do a puzzle. But today, we are way beyond that part and we might feel a little closer to this. Right? Where I can just kind of sit back, put my feet up, coast. After all, all the hard work is done. Right? I can just drift off into the sunset. In her new book, How Did I Get Here? Christine Kane talks about the slow fade from actively pursuing Jesus to simply drifting. And she said something that's really been haunting me. She said, it's really easy to drift. All you have to do is nothing. All you have to do to drift is absolutely nothing. Just sit in this old rocker and let the days go by. Let everyone else do the heavy lifting because after all, they want to, right? They're young and, and they have fancy, different kind of ways of doing things. My work is done. But what if that wasn't the plan at all? In fact, what if God wanted you and me to flourish just as much now as we did then? And what if he didn't let us off the hook as easily as we let ourselves off the hook? 
how would your life change? Well, the psalmist in Psalm 92 tells us that the righteous or the godly will flourish like the palm tree. Unless we know what the palm tree is like, that might not mean anything at all to us. But before we dig into a little bit deeper into that, I want us to read Psalm 92 together. So if you have your Bibles, you can pull it out. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, and it's also going to be on the screen. Psalm 92. A psalm, a song to be sung on the Sabbath day. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening, accompanied by a ten-stringed instrument, a harp, and the melody of a lyre. You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. O Lord, what great works you do, and how deep are your thoughts. Only a simpleton would not know, and only a fool would not understand this. Though the wicked sprout like weeds and evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. But you, O Lord, and this is a pivotal verse in this, in this chapter, but you, O Lord, will be exalted forever. Your enemies, Lord, will surely perish. All evildoers will be scattered. But you have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with the finest oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. But the godly, and here's where we're going to park our car this morning, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green, and they will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. Verse 12, but the godly will flourish like palm trees. I love palm trees. I really do. As a family, we've driven south a few times, and as we enter those southern states, we, get, we all get excited, not only because we're closer to our destination after driving for 15, 20 hours, but because each, we each want to be the first to find the very first palm tree, right? To us, the palm tree represents a, a, a hot summer of fun in a somewhat tropical destination. It means rest and family. It means swimming and good times. But the palm tree is so much more than that. And when we look closer at it, we can see just why the godly in Psalm 92 verse 12 are compared to this majestic tree. First of all, the palm tree is resilient. In warm tropical climates, it's common to get storms, right? We've already heard of them coming up. Hurricanes, typhoons, cyclones, storms that would knock other trees to the ground, they can be a test for palm trees. 
Some palm trees are, are said to be able to withstand winds of more than 230 kilometers an hour. On top of that, the palm tree, the flexibility of the palm tree means that it can bend 40 to 50 degrees without snapping. It means that as the winds and as the storms push against this tree, it can bend, but what? It won't break. It can bend, but it won't break. And when the storm passes, it is the palm tree, though having endured the beating, it is the palm tree that will stand tall again because the palm tree is resilient and it flourishes even in harsh conditions. If the psalmist is telling us that the godly are like palm trees, then we can be sure that whatever life throws at us, and it's thrown a lot at us lately, we can still stand tall. Have you had to flex your resilient muscle this year? The storms have come. They've beat against us. Racial turmoil, devastating discoveries, a pandemic. Not to mention the personal traumas that you may be experiencing individually that haven't made the nightly news, right? These have railed against us at times, almost destroying us, but we are still standing. Look around you. We are still standing because the righteous will flourish like palm trees. But what supports the resilience of the palm tree? Outside of the physical makeup of the palm tree, researchers have noticed that for palms, there is strength in numbers. In 2004, after hurricanes Ivan and Jean, researchers found that those palm trees that were better able to survive the storm were those that were clustered together. Now, this may just be common sense, right? Of course, they've got each other to bounce off of. But think about it in the context of Psalm 92. What makes the godly like the palm tree is their resilience, and resilience is supported by being together. The effects of isolation over these past 18 months have been devastating. In fact, experts have referred to this as this double pandemic, isolation and COVID-19. The effects of loneliness, job loss, financial devastation, the loss of loved ones has been compounded by the isolation. But of course, we already knew that. Because scripture reminds us over and over again that we were meant to be in community. Online church was great. It was great to be able to listen to the service, listen to the message, sing along in our pajamas with our coffee, right? That was great. But nothing compared to being together in this space. In Genesis 1 and 2, God makes the entire world and he declares it good, but he makes it an even, 
he makes an even greater declaration. He says, it is not good for man to be alone. Now we can joke about the why. But what it boils down to is this, we need each other. And if we've learned one thing this year, it is that we have learned to community strengthens us. It's almost like we're collectively now just getting this from Genesis chapter 1 and 2. We're collectively saying, ah, God, boy, you were right about that one. Now, Jesus also pointed to this. In Mark chapter 3, it says, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Jesus called his disciples to preach and have authority, but he also called them to be with him. You see, being with Jesus is an important part of being a disciple. This emphasis on relational interdependence was important enough to be obviously stated. Why? Because we weren't meant to walk this out alone. Because there's strength in numbers. Because when the storms come, and they will, if there's someone else around, we can hold each other up, encourage one another, strengthen one another, point one another to Jesus. You know, Scripture offers many one another's that remind us of this same point. Agree with one another, fellowship with one another, forgive one another, carry one another's burdens, encourage one another. If the godly flourish like palm trees, the palm trees are resilient, and the resilience is supported by being together. Psalm 92 verse 12 shows us that those who put their trust in God, even in the midst of drought, death, despair, when they are deeply rooted in the promises of God and in the company of others, they can flourish like the palm tree. Are you flourishing? Another thing we see characteristic of the palm tree is that the palm tree bears fruit. Verse 14, it says, even in old age. Now, that is not my words, okay? That was written right there in the Bible, all right? I'm not picking on anyone today. I'm not picking on anyone. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Think about that for a second. Do you feel vital and green? Or do you feel worn out? The Judean date palm had vanished. It was likely the victim of wars and upheaval in, in that region. But in 1960, they were doing some excavation at Masada in Israel, 
And as they were excavating, they discovered a jar, and the jar contained date palm seeds. Now, these seeds, they would have been 2,000 years old, and for whatever reason, they thought they would store them in somebody's desk drawer. When somebody found them decades later in 2005, they thought, let's plant these seeds. Would you believe the seeds sprouted? These seeds that have been, had been kept from biblical times were now sprouting in the 21st century. It was remarkable. They named this male palm tree, because apparently there are female and male palm trees. They made, named this male palm tree Methuselah, after the oldest man in the Bible, fitting. And in 2015, Methuselah was used to successfully pollinate a female palm tree, which has since produced delicious dates. Now, don't tell me you can't produce fruit in your old age after hearing a story like that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul says, But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. And now listen very carefully to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Paul says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, or as some translations say, wasting away, Though our bodies are wasting away, our spirits are being renewed day by day. One author explains it this way, when their natural strength decays, it shall be renewed. Their last days shall be their best days. Grow in, as they grow in grace, so they shall increase in comfort and blessedness. You know, this old body, it might be wasting away. It might be causing us some grief and pain and discomfort. There might be some suffering. And you know what? I don't want to minimize that in any way today. I know those things are real. You may even feel like those seeds tucked away out of sight in someone's dark desk drawer or nestled comfortably in a rocking chair. The point is this. Even in our tired, broken bodies, decaying, old, withered bodies, we can be renewed daily. God can still breathe life into us. And from that place, we can still serve God every day. We can still bear fruit so may I be as bold as to ask you, what fruit are you producing these days? I hope I don't sound condescending when I ask that question 
because I ask the question to myself too, am I producing fruit? I think from time to time we need to do a fruit inventory. We need to ask ourselves that question, what fruit am I producing? Do you remember that quote that I mentioned at the beginning? It's been poking at me. It's easy to drift. All we have to do is absolutely nothing. Even as the years go by, we can still bear fruit. Though outwardly, this old body may be wasting away, as the Apostle Paul had said, inwardly, we can be spiritually vibrant and green, like the palm tree that flourishes even a hundred years in. You might be asking, but what can I do? From this place, from this stage of life, from this season that I'm in, what can I do? What can I offer? Well, actually, there's a few things. Even, in our, even if our capacity is limited, there are a few things that we can do. One, we can pray. We can pray for the ministry of Causeway Christian Assembly. We can pray for our families. We can pray for one another. We can pray for our community. We can pray for the generation coming after us. Two, we can encourage one another. A phone call, a text, a card, a letter. Something that lets people know you're praying for them. That you see them. That you're cheering them on. You can be present. Sit with somebody who needs a friend. Listen to someone who needs, who needs to talk. Four, you can talk about God's faithfulness. Psalm 145 verse 4 says, One generation shall commend your works to another generation and shall declare your mighty acts. You can talk and tell them what you've seen God do personally in your own life. Five, you can look for ways to help. Be on the lookout. Be led by the Holy Spirit and be prepared to obey. You know, I feel like we have failed in a lot of ways to connect generations. But that doesn't mean we have to keep failing. We can successfully pass the torch from one generation to the next by flourishing like the palm tree, by bearing fruit, and by being very careful to remain spiritually vibrant. I'm going to ask Brian to come back. There's another thing you should know about the palm tree. Its branches represent victory, triumph, peace, and grandeur. Because of its majestic nature and its abundant fruit, it was also situated amongst royalty. Is there any wonder then why the people grabbed palm branches and they laid them on the ground for the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem ahead of his crucifixion? He was to be their king. Perhaps not like they'd hoped, but king still the same. 
But that wasn't the only time these palms would be used to represent victory. Listen in on this scene that John glimpsed in Revelation chapter 7. He said, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation, from every tribe, people, language. They were standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and they held palm branches. They held these palm branches in their hand and they were shouting with a great uproar. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. In this life, we have the promise of flourishing, but it won't be until we stand in the presence of Jesus face to face that we will fully realize what this looks like. Today, regardless of what storms may come, and they will, we can be resilient, we can stand tall, and we can find strength in numbers. We can even bear fruit. But it's this promise of Psalm 92, verse 8, that we can be absolutely confident. You, O Lord, will be exalted forever. Nothing will change that. Not governments, not people in high places, not life struggles or temporary setbacks, not even these old, tired bodies that are wasting away. Nothing. He remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, maybe you don't think this promise is for you, I tell you now that is not the case. The enemy would like us to believe that that to be true, but it's just simply not. Jesus tells us otherwise, you are loved, you are valued, you are seen. All you have to do is invite him in. And if that's you today and you want to say, Jesus, come into my heart, then we would love to pray with you. You can talk to me after the service or talk to someone who you came with. Let them know you want to invite Jesus. Or maybe you have a relationship with God and, and you feel like you're not bearing fruit anymore. You feel stagnant dry, worn out. You feel more like you're wasting away than you do like you're being renewed day by day. To you, I say, you also, you are loved, you are valued, you are seen. Lean into Jesus. Let him guide you towards this flourishing life. So God, we need you. We need you today. We want to receive the promise of your word that we would flourish even though the storms rage against us, that we would bend but not break because we see we are deeply rooted in the promises of God and there is strength in numbers as we are surrounded by the body of Christ. I pray today our hearts will be encouraged, but 
I also pray that you will nudge us to respond to you today. That we simply won't just do nothing. Instead, we will pull up closer to you, Jesus. And we will let you work in and through us, reviving us, refreshing us, renewing us, helping us to be spiritually vibrant and bear much fruit for your glory and the extension of your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brian's going to lead us in a song. And I want you to take this next couple of moments to ask God, what is my response? What do I do with this today? And then you can worship. Let's worship together in this next few moments. Thank you. Thank you. 